0: Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. He's the Lord God Almighty. Welcome to Wonder and Reality. Lord, thank You for revealing to us Yourself. Thank You for saving us, for dying for us, for giving us eternal life, for for infinitely more. I believe with those listening for their needs, and that you will reveal your glory to them in the wonderful name of Jesus. Man was born to fellowship with God, with Jesus Christ. The chief end of man is to know Him. And the final destination of knowing Him, if someone knows Him, is fellowship with Him. That's the fourth phase of the, of the four phases of knowing God. That's the anointing. He's the most wonderful most beautiful person in the universe. He's God almighty. And the the second so the this glorious revelation that he wants to fellowship with every person. That's the first first thing I want to present. Number 2 that and this is connected of course Jesus Christ is God. Amen. That When someone knows Jesus Christ they literally have God Almighty in their life. Living His glory within their spirit person. His glory and presence all around them and okay then the number three I'm kind of presenting things in a different way. Number three knowing god is an eternal revelation of the only true god the father god almighty jehovah god almighty and an eternal revelation of jesus christ amen the holy spirit is the great revealer of jesus christ he when someone belong when someone belongs to jesus the Holy Spirit has revealed to them that Jesus is their Savior. And if they just continue on, <clears throat> they'll live forever in glory. Amen. Something new that our ministry has put together is a basically some Scriptures put into a, a summary that reveals how awesome our God is. How just in every way and and so I'm gonna, you know, put these in the notes. We did a website, but forget what we forget our ministry. Okay. the the <clears throat> the purpose of our life is to know the only true God and Jesus Christ, and to experience Him our entire life, and then just continue on in heaven. Amen. And you know, I don't want to over spiritualize. Because we know it's difficult living on the earth, we all have challenges. We all have, um, and and God's in the business of meeting needs. He flows out, as I mentioned in a previous message. He flows out in unceasing love, and we see that. How do we know that? Just look at Jesus Christ. Look at. His whole life, his whole ministry, his whole—he died for the world. He bled, shed his blood seven times. Knew went to you know. That's the indisputable proof. But but also look at his ministry, um, <clears throat> healing. It said in many places, he healed all the people, and he had throngs, cr- large crowds following him. People who were suffering greatly, you know, crippled, disease, people with diseases and and, uh, severe diseases for years, even decades. Um, He gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, delivered, uh, raised three people from the dead. You know, God is a supernatural, wonder-working God. One of the things in this list is, he only does wondrous things. And the greatest thing is his presence and glory. That's, and that's why you know eternal life is what is eternal life? Knowing him. And going as we go deeper with him, he gets more and more wonderful, more glorious. It gets simpler and simpler. We get to the heart of the, of the, the, the revelation that the Lord is one the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the as I said before this is so key it's such a we we need to get our views of the Father God Almighty, Jehovah God Almighty and Jesus closer and closer together until they're the same. Really. And and when we when the Holy Spirit reveals to us these wonderful revelations and truths, we even see, even our difficult questions are answered fully. And let me get to, to the heart of that. When we experience His presence and glory, we are canceled. And we are, it's, it's a glorious funeral. Really, that's what Reinhard Bonnke, I think he used that specific phrase, we we're, we can then do what Jesus spoke about what He taught about, which is lose our old nature, die. Lose our life, die. He said, lose your life, hate your life, die. I mean, that was His some, death to flesh, some people say. Death to our old nature. And what happens? The glorious Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the glory of the Lord His majesty, His beauty, His power and strength, everything about Him. And remember, He's God Almighty. Now is within us and flows through us and can come upon us. What a glorious opportunity. Now, how does somebody experience this? Just knowing Him and and seeking Him every day, you know, seek Him with our whole heart, love Him with our whole heart. And that someone will find him. That's that's the key. Okay. He, I want to practically give an overview of something. One of the big objections people have, and I was watching recently, there was a man who is an atheist who has just had all these objections about how. I don't even want to repeat what he was saying, but he was his uh, basis for it was stories in the Old Testament. So, I want to, as, as they say sometimes, set the record straight. When the Holy Spirit reveals to us, even all those stories that previously, events that previously might have made us doubt, um, have, have an incorrect view of God, put it that way. We see that all throughout the whole Bible, God is the same, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. Let's go back to what God revealed about Himself. The Lord, the Lord God. Merciful. Gracious and giving. Slow to anger. Abounding in goodness. Abounding in truth. Adam chose self. God reached out, had a plan right away, slew animals, covered Adam with shed blood, covered Adam with coats of skins which had blood on them and, and had a plan of salvation and could now look upon Adam and reached out to Adam. Adam hid. Adam blamed God. God knew what happened and said yeah, I don't want to. As the phrase goes, I don't want to throw Adam under the bus. We would have done the same thing. Every, you know. But Adam blamed. Said this woman, "You gave me, gave me the fruit, and I ate." God reached out. God accepted him. Had the plan of salvation. Okay, let's go to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. This city with great wickedness. God said, famous story. If I just find 10 righteous people, I'll save the city. Just 10 righteous people. Noah and the flood. Now, that's a difficult one, isn't it? If we look at, let's look at something famous that I, I don't hear people talking about much Genesis 6, it says, The Lord was sorry he had made man and was grieved. God Almighty. And and the people in that time had a hundred years to repent. The people chose self instead of God. They the enemy actually was it was one of his several plans to try to stop the seed of Jesus Christ. What did he do? Now this is maybe new information. You've never it's right there in the Bible. He sent angels to procreate with women, and the result was giants in the earth. So um, these angels, remember angels are, well, the enemy sent angels, okay, and remember he had a third of the angels under his control when he rebelled and was cast out of heaven. Um, They procreated and there was only one family that still carried the seed of Jesus Christ, Noah and his family and God had a plan and saved, preserved salvation for the rest of mankind. Those people could have repented. God's merciful. Um, Okay, so... Someone may bring up that famous scripture. They would say, oh well what about this? It says, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Well, that's a difficult one. I admit. but. The main thing is, well, Spurgeon spoke about this, I listened recently, and he said, you know, we know that God, well, he pointed out that, that, you know, God is the great and awesome God, the creator of mankind, and makes uh, some people, you know, some people have a high status on the earth and are very intelligent and so forth. Others maybe are well let's use the rich poor. Some people we know this today and this is actually a big objection people have. People are born on the earth, some in first world countries and they're born in material prosperity and they're fortunate. Um, Others are born in third world countries where They are born into extreme suffering. I mean, if we look at the reality today, did you know that 30,000 children, every day, die of preventable um, diseases and malnutrition and tuberculosis and tragic tragic things. 30,000 a day. And, and a, a big objection people would immediately say was would be, you know, they blame God for this. Now, what's revealed in the Bible is, I've said this before, but it's so key. This is a sweeping glorious revelation. Uh, tr- a sweeping glorious truth from the Bible. And a glorious revelation of the only true God. Those who Who'd most of those people, there's two groups of people on the earth, the haves and the have-nots. I just gave an example, first world, third world. Um, <clears throat> the people who generally make it to heaven are from the group of the have-nots. And every child under the age of five who dies goes directly to heaven. Amen. Amen. The Gospel is for everyone. And, and we don't have all the answers. There are great mysteries surrounding the human race. And, God, and, and let me back up and say we should never cross-question God. Anyone who's cross-questioning Him just is putting themselves into a dangerous position. And Reinhard Bonnke said that strongly. Um, Jesus said fear him honor you know fear him who has power to cast into hell. You know, then we move into the serious I mean these things are so serious. We're dealing with eternity. You know, people's eternity is at stake. Heaven, hell. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. It's how to think that someone would take a risk on their eternity. You know, that I, it's it just baffles me that People do not take it seriously, and that is a rampant problem. I mean, it is just most of the world unsaved, apathetic about the gospel, hostile to it, make fun of it, make fun of those who proclaim it, persecute them. How what ridiculous! Now and, I, and now I'm realizing. <clears throat> To think that in the Bible, it even says, Genesis 6, that the Lord was sorry He had made man and was grieved in His heart. And was, and it just... We can see that today. We... You know, even in our own little circles in the world out of 7.5 billion people, I see that. That people are... Just don't care. They're apathetic. They cross, they have every objection. They cross question God. They don't believe, they don't believe there's a hell. They say that they would say that that proves that this God is not just that there's a hell. I mean, the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the, the big picture. There's a spiritual world. Okay, hell exists because angels are eternal. There had to be a place for the enemy and his angels for eternity. Eternity, that's what I was thinking about yesterday. To think, you know, eternity is really what matters. Now, this earth matters too, absolutely. But a great preacher, I believe it was either Moody or Spurgeon. Okay, I think it may have been Moody said if he can get people to think about eternity for one minute, he can get them saved. <clears throat> and now and so here's something I, I just want to add. How do we get how do people get saved? How do we get results? How do we in our walk with Jesus Christ really get results? And it's all it's the Spirit who gives life, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the wonderful presence of Jesus. That's why I do believe the greatest and the if you just listen to one thing in this message, the whole key, I truly believe, is our relationship with Him, with Jesus, and just having that, seeking Him with our whole heart, loving Him with all we have, make giving Him first place, um, and developing, cultivating that relationship. And I know that sounds common sense, but but you know, Jesus gave the uh, a several um, metaphors. Let's see, metaphors for. We as believers, as children of God, such as we know He said, um, well, first, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not say that specifically, but um, He gave the analogy of someone building their house on the rock. So a house, then also a garden. Um, Hold off on the the garden. I'll get to that in a second. The well-known ones, okay, we've got house also Jesus said I'm the vine you're the branches so branches grow okay Uh, we know in the Bible one of the main metaphors is trees that's fascinating if you want to look up all the scriptures about trees and in the Old Testament the New Testament Jesus said a good tree bears good fruit bad tree bears bad fruit you know he said it very plainly and so trees so we've got house branches trees the garden, um, I'm not as clear on that one, but it, I believe it's the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, where this that's the foundational parable. Very important. And the seed was sown in four places. One place was good ground. And one of the translations says, with patience bore, uh, 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 let me read that first, yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Okay, so what we see, the overall truth with these metaphors is, is slowly but surely, these things grow or a house is built. Slowly but surely, and and <clears throat> we know that a tree, that's exactly what a tree does, okay? Branches also, and then a garden, same thing. It's, it's, it's a... It's a glorious process of with a, you know, let's take a garden where seeds are planted. We know seeds are a thing Jesus Jesus spoke often about seeds. Planted and grows and it takes time, it takes sunlight, air, water, and yields a crop. So, and then also Isaiah says line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Uh, so my overall point is, is that the whole key, developing that relationship with Him over time, and it's this glorious partnership. The Bible speaks of seven covenants. A partnership with God Almighty. What a glorious privilege. And then over time, we see that He's the one who's doing the work in us. He's, you know, we're... um, And as again, as we go deeper with Him, it gets... More and more glorious. Simpler and simpler. I hope that's the correct grammar. Easier and easier. A greater revelations of Him. From glory to glory. Greater revelations. Um, We become less and less. We are dying. He's now living within and through us. The glorious Son of God. Jesus the Christ, the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. I know I've touched on many things in this short message. I, The main thing is, in the theme of this, <clears throat> this sub-series, is, is that man was born to fellowship with God. Okay, if we ever get discouraged and we think, oh, well, ah... You know, we could even think, well, a tree grows so slow, and it's, you know, gardens take so so long. You know, well, His glory and majesty changes everything. Everything, every, we we, everything becomes in our most holy faith becomes glorious and wonderful, and so full of, like, anticipation and things to look forward to. Remember, a friend of mine has a good philosophy, something to look forward to. Well, the glory of God, the glory of the Lord, is infinity on the 1 to 10 scale. The analogy I gave, God has offered the living water, the Holy Spirit Himself, which a, a natural equivalent would be all the waters of the earth, all the oceans, all the waters, multiplied times infinity, and someone who partakes of Him for a million years on the earth would have drink and drunk one glass. And that's an understatement. You say, how can that be? Because it's eternity. He offers Himself for eternity. Here's another analogy if you want an extreme statement. <clears throat> I've said that the anointing, the presence of Jesus, is worth more than all the wealth of the earth, everything in the earth multiplied times infinity. Well that's, yes that's true, but it's actually inaccurate because outside of of Jesus the Christ, there is nothing and there, there literally anything outside of Him has no value at all. and that is absolutely true but but it's not just that it's that the riches of the glory of the mystery what Jesus offers God almighty has offered himself and the he's everything but contained within knowing him are eternal infinite unlimited possibilities and treasures and rewards and that will last for eternity. If someone can just make it to heaven, they don't have to get all of those other things that, that God offers. They will be in the glory of God for eternity. As I mentioned yesterday, I believe, that all they have to do is drink one drop of water. Well, drink a cup of water but continue on with Him. That's not enough to, to just receive Jesus and then go back to a living the way someone wants to live without God. You know, a man of God told me I wouldn't put much faith in that salvation. You know, it's a quality decision, as Reinhard Bonnke said, it's, a, it's walking with Him every day. Um, he used that phrase, a quality decision. But do you realize that God, Jesus Christ, offers unlimited eternal treasures and rewards and that can never be taken away? If somebody can store up... I said this the other day, somebody who has no ministry and nothing, if they can pray and intercede, they're storing up treasures in heaven. They're getting that, I mean, they're registering things in heaven, we don't know exactly, but we um, that will last forever people who have been to heaven and seen the spirit realm have said that angels record people's character growth in heaven that'll be recorded for all eternity if we can forgive someone who's hurt us we get that could be registered in heaven for eternity treasures Jesus did specifically say treasures stored up in heaven now what's fascinating people who have been to heaven said that in people's homes as I'm, I am t- this is right there in um actually a book by Mary Baxter, that the angels, when somebody, if somebody in their ministry, someone gets saved through someone's ministry, diamonds are cut and put in the floor of their mansions in heaven. Angels prepare these diamonds and put them in, in. And the diamonds are like three feet long and one foot wide. I mean, can you imagine how glorious that is that for all eternity they will... That's a treasure. Jesus was not speaking figuratively. He was literally speaking. Literally. Like when when it says, I just heard in Revelation it says, I will give of the fountain uh, this is Revelation 22-1, He showed me a river of water of life, bright as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. To the thirsty I will freely give from the fountain of the water of life. There's literally a river, it's literally, it's not figurative. It's a river that is flowing with the glorious uh, It's a w- water of life, that's the Holy Spirit, bright as crystal. and. Jesus will lead them to living fountains of waters. That's literally it's not figurative. Uh I just want to continue to proclaim these things. Thank you for listening. Please do visit our websites. Email us at hello at wonderreality.org Blessings to you.